Hello folks, this is Paul De La Garza with High Performance Business Solutions and welcome to the three critical steps for mortgage professionals in preparation for the upcoming challenging 2021. If you're already a student of my work, I'd like to welcome you back and thank you for joining us again. And I hope that in times past, you have found value in the things that I've presented to you. And I hope that today, they will be no exception. If you are new to my work, i like to also welcome you, and I'm very glad that you have taken the time to join us. As a mortgage professional, I believe that you will find some very specific things that you'll be able to identify as small nuggets that you'll be able to implement in promotion in the, for the increase of your business and enhancing your ability to perform as a mortgage professional. So. I'd like to get started by asking you just a few questions for you to consider. And I'd like for you to sort of meditate on these questions as I'm asking for them and be very candid with yourself. The first question that I would like to ask you is this, in the midst of all this whole thing that we are dealing with, with depressed interest rates, COVID-19, a tsunami of overwhelming demand in the mortgage industry of refinance business and purchase, the question is, are you effectively managing yourself day to day? Do you focus on the vital aspects of your production? Or are you basically managed by the day, managed by the demands of whoever is in front of you next? The second question I'd like to ask you is, are you managing the expectations of your clients and of your borrowers? I like to call it, are you under-promising and over-delivering? You know, when you talk to real estate agents and you talk to borrowers, they have a number of different opinions about the mortgage industry, but the one is more, that most commonly has been brought to my attention, not only during my time in the mortgage industry, but as a professional executive coach, is communication, either the lack thereof or the lack of transparency by the mortgage professional. So managing expectations, being transparent is of vital importance as you are building your brand as a mortgage professional. The next question is, are you maintaining contact with your database? Your database of customers is your life's blood. And the National Association of Realtors came up with a statistic that I thought was very telling. They basically concluded through surveys that if a real estate agent has a number of names in their database, they will generate $1,000 of personal income on a yearly basis for every name that they have in that database. So consider if you have 200 names, 200,000 and so forth. Of course, you have to make sure that you are systematically working your database by maintaining contact and offering value. The next question that I would ask you is this, and perhaps this is the one that in many cases is the most feared or maybe the most underestimated. What will happen to your personal production if interest rates would go up as little as maybe 30, 40 basis points, maybe 50 basis points? How will your production be determined? How will it be crafted? Now, as I ask you these questions and I ask that you consider these questions, I am perfectly aware that considering that this year has been of extraordinary demand upon the mortgage professional, the loan officer, that these are not questions that you probably are keeping in the forefront of your mind. I get that. 
But what I'm also aware is that if you do not begin to consider some of these questions in preparation for what's going to come next year, whatever that may be, you will not be effectively prepared. And if you're not, you may be caught flat-footed and you don't want to do that. So what I'm going to bring you in the next few minutes are some very specific, very detailed solutions, very detailed processes that I hope you will find of value. No matter where your business is right now, whether you are really at the highest level of your performance or whether you are struggling to bring in three or four or five loans or somewhere in between, I compel you, I ask you to please stop and start thinking about these questions and how you would answer them, especially after you conclude this podcast. I promise you that you will have some very practical implementable solutions that will help you achieve that preparation. You know, the reason I say this with such confidence is because number one, I spent approximately 15 years in the mortgage industry, but I also have been spending close to 25 years coaching people and helping them increase their business. My background has been in senior management, but primarily in sales and in leadership. And I can tell you that as a coach, I have helped people triple and quadruple their production as a result of some of the suggestions that I'm about to present to you. So we have a lot to share today. And I wanna make sure that you are clear on something very, very much. That although I have a lot of experience and I have a lot of solutions, clearly some of the things either you may have heard of before or they may not work for you. And by no means do I claim that I have all the answers. But I do have, I hope, thoughts and devices that are going to make you think and may make you, as a result of my suggestions, come up with your own solutions that could be just as effective or perhaps even more so. Over the years, I've learned what works and what doesn't. I will tell you that I have made a number of mistakes and missteps. And I wish at the time that I was a loan officer and at the time that I was a branch manager that would have had a coach that would have helped me through some of the steps like I am proposing to help you here through this training. So I think it's very important that you recognize that a lot of this information that I'm going to provide you is, shall we say, life tested because frankly, it is a response of solutions to mistakes that perhaps you may have either be familiar with because you've seen other people do it or perhaps that you may have experienced them yourself, okay? I will say this, that as long as you follow these strategies and this training, and as long as you remain open to change, you will benefit from the things that I'm going to present to you. So I'm going to request that you do a couple of things. Number one, I want to please ask you to stop yourself from saying, I already know this, I don't need to be listening to this. Because I think that is going to be counterproductive for you. And instead, what I want to ask you is to say, okay, what can I learn from this? What conclusions can I draw? Have I done this? Just be open. At the end of this podcast, if the situation is such that you look at it and say, ah, you know what, I knew all of it. No harm, no fault. The only thing you've done is invested about 30 minutes. Hopefully, what it will have done, even if you knew all of this, reminded you of some of the things that you should be doing that you may not be doing. However, if this is new to you, you are going to really walk away with some really good things. And I'm hoping that you will 
be able to implement those right away. And I would love to hear from you in the event that you implement them and that you have some really positive results. So I'm going to ask you to start training your mindset to start creating new pathways in your brain, so to speak, and to start creating new habits that are going to be instrumental in your success. So I'm going to ask you to get ready, grab a journal, a yellow pad, grab a pen. I'm going to give you a few moments to get settled and let's get going. See you on the flip side. So let's talk about the first very valuable step, and I'm breaking this down into three categories. These categories are purpose, how you see yourself, planning, and the process that you employ. And those questions that I asked you at the beginning of this podcast for you to consider are going to be addressing each of these different stages. So let's begin with the first one. Let's talk about purpose. You know, how you see yourself is probably one of the most important things that you can do to enhance the success of your practice. Because how you see yourself is essentially how people are gonna see you. How you think of yourself is essentially how people are going to think of you. Because your behavior is going to be directly correlated to your mindset. So if you are a real estate agent and you have a visit from a loan officer and the only thing that this loan officer is asking is, Can I just help you please give me a deal? Basically what you have done is you become a marketing by groveling practitioner. But what if instead of doing that, you decided to approach that real estate agent from the standpoint of becoming a business partner, promoting their success, not just giving them leads. I recommend that you stay away from that, but promoting the success from the standpoint of I like to share some of the highlights of my business plan, Mr. Realtor or Miss Realtor. And I would like to really seek to understand the key things that you are practicing in your business so that I can find how we can intersect and how I can complement your success. That's a heck of a value proposition in contrast to, can you have a deal from me? And there, unfortunately, a number of loan officers that walk around real estate agents offices precisely asking that question. So from a real estate perspective, you need to bring value. Actually, from a borrower perspective, you need to bring value. But from a real estate perspective, you becoming a business partner that is going to really outline key steps by the way that you prepare. Preparation equals results. Roger Pensky said that, the winningest team owner in Indianapolis 500 history. Preparation equals results. So what does that mean? I would say to you that if you have a clear sense of purpose and you know that you're going to have an established relationship with key real estate agents, you're going to do some research first. You're going to know who you're asking to be your partner. You're going to know who you're speaking with. You're going to research their website. You're going to research their Facebook page. You're going to research their LinkedIn piece, the LinkedIn sites. All of this information is going to become vital because it's going to tell you a lot about that real estate agent. Imagine that you are armed with that information before you even set foot. Imagine how that is going to enhance and strengthen 
the substance of your dialogue with that real estate agent. Let's talk about the borrower. How should a borrower look at you? Well, a borrower should look at you as a trusted advisor. Let me give you a success story. I have a client that through working together, he decided to reach out to his, to his database, his borrowers, and here's the way the conversation went. Uh, Mr. Johnson, hi, my name is John Doan with ABC Mortgage Company, and I wanted to talk to you about your business and your property. And one of the things that I would like to do is I would like to uh, tell you that I've taken the liberty by doing a little bit of research about your home today. First of all, thank you for your business. You've been with ABC Mortgage Company, and I want you to know that we're very appreciative of your patronage. But I also noticed a couple of things. Number one, you still have a note of about $200,000, but I also noticed that the equity, that the valuation of your property is approximately, give or take a couple of percentage points, about 550,000. You have about $250,000 in equity. So I wanted to ask you something, Mr. Borrower. Yeah, Mr. Borrower, Mr. Client. With the strength of your equity, is the house that you're in today, the house that you want to live in for the next five, seven, 10 years? Now think about what that borrower is thinking already. He's going to give you one of three answers. Number one, yes, thank you very much. Any other questions? Number two, I hadn't thought about it. Tell me more. And number three, no, I would love to move. What do you have for me? And if you're prepared, when you talk to that individual in your database, you will have handy a calculation of what it would take if he were to use the majority of that equity for him to move up and how much his mortgage payment would be. Imagine how you're gonna come across. You will be relevant. And the reason you'll be relevant is because you are promoting their interests. In other words, you become a trusted advisor. Remember one thing, people will like to buy from those that they first get to know, they like, and they trust. Well, guess what? In this call, just on that call, you've taken care of the first two categories. They get to know you a little bit and they get to like you because they begin to see that you are promoting their interests. The whole call is about them. It's not about you. So consider that. So you have to have a clear understanding in terms of your purpose. Another aspect of purpose is really important. What am I going to do? Who am I? I promote generational wealth for people as a mortgage professional. I am in the process of helping people change their lives, enhance their lives, because you do that. Think about the impact that you have. But if you see yourself that way, you're going to have that kind of presence. You're going to have that kind of energy being conveyed. Because I want to remind you about purpose. When you present yourself to a real estate agent or a borrower, the majority of what they're buying is you. Consider that. Okay, let's shift gears. The next segment or the next category is planning. You have to have a clear direction in terms of what your production is going to be for the year of 2021. This has an enormous amount of implications because when you have a clear understanding in terms of the number 
of units you want to have, the volume that you're going to generate, how much of that's going to be purchased, how much is that going to be refinanced, how much is that going to come from first-time homebuyer, and that kind of a thing. You're going to find yourself so efficiently focused that you are going to see traction that you've never seen before. This is also going to help you in the aspects of process, which we're going to cover here in a few minutes, which is probably the biggest category of them all. It's going to help you from the standpoint of being able to prioritize your day based on the activities that you know are necessary to promote the achievement of your goals. This is when you start asking yourself, okay, so I'm doing this, whatever it is that I may be doing, how does it help me achieve my goals for the month, for the quarter, and for the year? And if it doesn't, then you need to think twice about doing that. If you do not have a plan that is clear in terms of what real estate agents you're going to work on or with, what market segments you're going to be working with, what kind of production you're going to be engaged in and what kind of process, you will probably be trying to figure out your business plan every day in the shower or when you're having breakfast. What am I going to do today? And frankly, that's going to be disjointed and it's not going to serve you whatsoever. So planning is a very critical piece. I recommend that right now you start having an idea, not only of the units, and don't, don't sandbag your own goals. This is for you, based perhaps on your income, but also planning from the standpoint of a personal validation. Let me give an example of what I'm talking about. Imagine that instead of saying, I'm going to generate 70 purchase units that you say instead, not only to yourself, but to your real estate agents, if you are a producing branch manager, to your loan officers, to your colleagues. This year, I'm going to help put 70 families into homes. What a difference. What a process and what a way of humanizing what you do. Because frankly, you're not in the mortgage business, you're in the people business. Think about it. So here's the point. Make sure that you validate yourself by not only planning, but also knowing the fulfillment that you're going to have in terms of the impact on those families that you're going to put into homes. And for that matter, for the refinances, imagine here's another success story. You call in your database. Same thing. I noticed that you have X number of dollars in your equity. I wanted to ask you, with the strength of the equity and with the interest rates where they are, how does your home and its equity play a role in your financial planning? Anybody who's on the other side of the line or in front of you is going to go into intellectual contortions because you're going to make them think. You're going to say, good God, I never thought about my house as a role or as an ingredient, as a key element of my, my financial planning. What do you mean? Well, you can refinance through a cash out and you can have an investment property. You can actually take some money to diversify your investments, etc., or second home, so forth. So just because the interest rates may go up doesn't mean that your refinance business goes away. All right, let's talk about the third category. And the third category is process. So 
are you effectively managing yourself day to day or do you suffer from squirrel? Let me tell you, this is probably one of the most common conditions in the mortgage industry today. And the reason is typically that if you have a loan officer that maybe is closing one or two, maybe three deals a month, unfortunately, anytime that phone rings, you start thinking that that's a deal and it takes you away from what you may be doing, okay? So the key thing is of course, to start aiming high and start closing six, eight, 10 loans a month. The key thing here is that we wanna make sure that we have got a focus on prioritizing so that you can focus on the 80-20 rule. You see, 80%, 80% of your production is gonna be based on 20% of the things that you do. You don't believe me? Check it out. I've proven that over and over and over again. We become so distracted and we think that we're busy and we are busy. The question is, are you productive? So my call to you is to make sure that you focus on the vital and not the trivial. Like I said earlier, that you focus on the activity that you know is going to help you achieve your goals. Without the goals, you're gonna have a hard time doing this. The other thing that you need to do is to make sure that you do not live in what I call the urgent and important space all the time. In other words, everything is urgent. In reality, that's not the case. There are certain things that are urgent and important, but the majority is important, but not urgent. You can, you can schedule these things. You can calendar them. You can time block. And if you are disciplined, you will be able to exercise such production that you never thought would be possible for you to achieve. This is really important for you to handle. You do this, it's going to make a material, extraordinary impact in the business that you are leading today. The other thing is, how are you taking an application? And I don't want to get too much into that, but are you collecting documents ahead of time? I'm recommending you collect documents and you review them as you are looking at that application, that 1003. Because when you do that, you'll be able to make a determination whether you're going to be able to a, help that borrower, and B, put them on the right loan product, which by the way implies that you're going to be familiar with underwriting policy, which I strongly recommend that you dedicate a certain amount of time every week to review underwriting policy. Keep yourself at the top of your game. Another thing that is important in terms of process is really how you manage the expectations of your clients. You know, this is a common problem and unfortunately creates a significant amount of concern for real estate agents and for borrowers alike. When you do not have effective communication, you begin to erode the essence of your brand. You begin to impact negatively your personal and professional reputation. Don't allow that. Communication needs to be frequent and needs to be transparent. I like to call it something that you have heard probably a thousand times. Under promise and over deliver. Under promise and over, uh, and over deliver. Consider this. What would you rather, what kind of call would you rather make? The first one, which would be, hi, Mr. Realtor. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to push back your closing by seven days. Oh, I'm, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sure that the person is on its way and 
that the truck is coming, but we're not going to be able to close as we thought because we didn't collect the documents on time because I didn't communicate with the individual to give me the information that we needed, et cetera. Or instead, would you rather make a phone call like this? Hi, Mr. Realtor, how are you doing? And Ms. Realtor, guess what? Remember that we have a closing on the 27th? No, no, everything is good. How would you like to close on the 23rd? Now, I realize today that that for refinance is a pipe dream, I get it. But for purchase, no, not at all. At least the majority of the companies with whom I work today, clients of mine, are closing purchase deals somewhere between 28 to 30 days, in some cases, 25. So communication has to be frequent, it has to be transparent. You need to make sure that that client looks upon you with great welcoming as opposed to dread. The last thing about process that I wanted to cover this day, because there's so many other things, is what are you doing with your database? Are you calling them? Well, Paul, I don't have the time. I challenge you that if you start making some material changes in the way you take an application, in the way you collect documents, in the way you dedicate a certain amount of time to build that file and spend no more than say eight, nine hours per long unit per month, you can time block one or two hours to make two, three, four, five touches every day. Because by doing this, you will be preparing your business for the first quarter of 2021. I want you to please ponder for a moment on one fact. If you were to have a very strong first quarter, if you were to have a very productive January and a solid February and March, what do you think that will mean for the rest of your year? Consider that. I think it's extremely important that you take into account that some of these things that you can do now to prepare, to talk to your borrowers, to reach out to them. There are a number of things that you could do to connect with your database. Your database will drive your success. And now, if you're a loan officer that predominantly relies on real estate agents, I still encourage you to consider a continuity of outreach to your database, maybe not to the level that someone who relies only on their database, but nonetheless that you maintain, say, ideally five touches a day, not calls, five touches a day. So in summary, here we have three critical things that we, we, we talked about today. Purpose, how you see yourself, how you come across to a realtor as far as a business partner, as opposed to somebody who's just looking for a deal, a borrower as a trusted advisor. How do you see yourself in terms of the way you touch lives? How many families are you gonna put into homes this year, as opposed to just simply, I need to generate X number of purchase units? Or from a refinance perspective, how many families I'm going to help to enhance and leverage their equity so that they can promote that generational wealth of which we are talking about. The other thing we talked about is planning. Have a point of destination. Know where you're going, because if you do not know where you're going, any road will take you there. You'll be making decisions on the fly. You will decide erratically what you want to accomplish, 
and I can tell you this right now, you will not achieve the highest and best of your capability. Have a clear understanding in terms of what your volume is going to be, the number of units, what your purchase uh, and refinance segments will be, and determine what your wheelhouse market segment is going to be. What's your wheelhouse market segment? First time home buyer, the ethnic market, uh, the luxury market, military, whatever that may be. Okay? And then make sure that you identify what the daily tasks are going to be, what you're going to be doing on a regular basis. From a standpoint of process, manage your time. Please manage your time, manage yourself, and understand that how you manage yourself is going to have a direct impact on your production. Understand also that 80% of your results come from about 20% of your efforts. The rest of the stuff is not urgent stuff. So it's time for you to differentiate the vital from the trivial. In terms of communication, please, communication needs to be frequent and transparent. Under promise, over deliver, make that a trademark and the hallmark, the centerpiece of your practice. And then please maintain contact with your database because your database is your future. I want to thank you for your time. I hope that you have had a really good podcast today and that you have taken some things that you're going to be able to apply in your practice in the upcoming weeks. Thank you so much. Please reach out to us. Please, please let us know how you're doing. We would love to have your comments. Okay. And I hope to see you and to be with you in our next podcast. Take care, be well. This is Paul De La Garza with High Performance Business Solutions.